Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my Week 17 through Week 19 recap, which is really like February recap, and I'll be covering LeBron breaking Kareem's record, also trade deadline talk, and the All-Star festivities. We'll talk all about that and more, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so it's your boy GD back once again, and we're back to doing the recaps. I know for the month of February, I did player spotlights on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robinson, Coach John Thompson, and Maya Moore Irons. Those episodes you can find on the website and on all platforms. Uh, they, they were good series. I, I really enjoyed them. I enjoyed doing the research and finding out these interesting tidbits about all those players. And the most important thing, the correlation between them all, social justice. All of them were big on social justice. So uh, it was great to be able to go through those players. So uh, definitely, again, they're all posted. So. So now we can get back to the business of doing the recaps. This is a recap of week 17 through 19, but I kind of say it's pretty much a February recap for the most part. So let's get into it. It's about eight stories I want to cover. Try and cover it as quickly as possible. We'll see how that goes. So anyhow, so let's get into it. Top story for the month of February would be LeBron James breaking Kareem's all-time scoring record. He did that on February 7th of last month, so and he did it against the Oklahoma City Thunder, so and so there's good news and bad news with LeBron. Uh we'll cover the good news first. So he does it on a step back jumper late in the third quarter actually about uh 10.9 seconds left in the quarter to break kareem's records so so they stopped the game to honor him and so forth of course his wife savannah was there his mom gloria the children all the children were there brawny bryce and zuri was in attendance so it was it was a of course a big deal because this is like the pristine record in the NBA. So, um, yeah, so. And a record that stood for about 39 years until LeBron broke it. So, and then, of course, the commissioner had his statement. And, of course, he was part of the proceedings. This is what he said. Congratulations to LeBron on breaking one of the most hollowed records in all of sports by becoming the NBA's all-time scoring leader. It's a towering achievement that speaks to his sustained excellence over 20 years in the league. And quite amazingly, LeBron continues to play at an elite level and his basketball history is still being written. So, 
So definitely kudos to LeBron for breaking this record. Of course, you know, Kareem held it for pretty much half his life. So you're talking about something that was near and dear to him to have it broken. I'm sure, you know, Kareem feels slightly a bit a little ways about it. But to have it broken by LeBron, um, I'm sure he, in his mind, there's probably not a better candidate to do it. But LeBron, you know, they've had their little verbal bouts here and there. But um, in the end, LeBron, not LeBron, Kareem understands that um, LeBron, his place in the league, his place in league history and what he does off the court. Definitely something Kareem admires as one who's, you know, speaking out on many issues. LeBron does likewise. So. Uh, there's a mutual respect there. Let's make no mistake about it. So, so, and it was great for Kareem to be in attendance for LeBron breaking the record. So, so that's the good news. The bad news: LeBron is out for three weeks. He suffers a uh, a foot uh, injury, so that's going to put him out of commission for. Well, he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. So. With that said, the Lakers are really on the brink now. Now guys are going to have to step up. Um, Anthony Davis and the new additions, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, so uh, really the pressure's on Darvin Ham to coach up this bunch until LeBron returns. That's if he returns, so we'll see what happens with that. So a uh, bit of good news and bad news for LeBron, but... In the end, LeBron, the all-time scoring leader in the NBA history. Will that be broken? Uh, I'll never say never, but with the advent of the three-point shot, hey, why not? We, we're seeing a lot of other things um, happening in terms of scoring, so uh, it'll have to be somebody who's plays for a long time, pretty much injury-free, Um Low management free, so we'll see what happens there. But um, is it unbreakable? I don't. I don't think I can say that off the top of my head. So, anyhow, so that is the first bit of um, news in the recap. Second, trade deadline moves. All the moves that took place. We'll talk about a few of them, of course. Uh, the biggest one, obviously, Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren. Leaving the Nets, going to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, who ends up getting rerouted. Uh, he gets rerouted to Milwaukee, actually. So, um, And then also four first-round picks and then a pick swap in 2028 between the two teams so so let us pour the dirt on the once hallowed Brooklyn Nets uh, dynasty that was supposed to be with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving I said it before I'll say it a million times I'll say it from the rooftops I knew that experiment would not work you had two guys who who were not 
leaders, not really alphas per se. They fo they follow the beat of their own drum. So to get them to galvanize the guys behind them wasn't going to happen. And then you had the brief moment where James Harden joined the fray and you had this threesome there. Um, this big three. And it didn't come to fruition. I think they only played like 11 games together. So, uh, yeah. So, big time failure in, in Brooklyn. If this were the Knicks franchise, they would be getting raked over the coals. But since it's the secondary uh, New York team, they 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 get a they get a pass. So um, that's the way things are. But anyhow, so <laughs> with that said, KD he joins the ranks of um, joins up with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. And you got a coach over there, Monty Williams. So you you got the foundation in place. Kevin Durant doesn't have to go there. He doesn't have to be a leader. He just has to be a guy, you know, um, an important guy nonetheless. But he doesn't have to lead anybody and so forth. You got a coach in Monty Williams who's a leader of men. You got Chris Paul who's a floor general extraordinaire. So... Yeah, so everything's in place for Kevin Durant to succeed. Will he succeed? On paper, you could say that. Sure, sure. But the game's got to be played. So the West is wide open. Um, very wide open in the West. So and if Denver gets the home court advantage throughout those Western Conference um, playoffs, they're going to be a problem because... I don't think people take into account that Denver Air, um, that, that's, that's really a difference, guys. So, um, can they, can Phoenix go into a series where they aren't the home favorite and where they don't have home court advantage and win that series? Possible. Very possible. Very much possible. So, um, yeah, so that's the deal with that. Oh, also, by the way, the Suns also acquired uh, Darius Baisley from the, from OK City in exchange for Dario Saric. So, so they got some firepower there. You know, they lost some forwards. They brought in, obviously, a top 20 player in Kevin Durant, all-time player. And you got uh, T.J. Warren when he's right. He's a very good piece. Darius Baisley, a very underrated piece who um, who could certainly help if, you know, if something were to happen with Durant. He'll be a forward you can plug in play. So, yeah, so the Suns seem like they're going for it. So uh, we'll see what happens. And then we have the... L.A. Lakers. L.A. Lakers make a three-way deal. They finally deal Russ, Russell Westbrook along with Juan Tos, Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones. The, the, that first-round pick they were holding on tightly to, 2027, is uh, top four protected, by the way. that's That goes to Utah. Uh, Nikhil 
Alexander Walker, Mike Connolly, and three second-round picks go to Minnesota, to the Timberwolves. And then the Lakers, they receive uh, Malik Baisley, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and Jared Vanderbilt going to the L.A. Lakers. So, uh, unfortunately, right now, D'Angelo Russell, he's out with an ankle sprain, so he's going to miss some time. So, so the Lakers are on the clock, guys. They're on the clock. I mentioned the LeBron injury, so you're going to need guys like uh, Malik Baisley to step up. Jarrett Vanderbilt, he's looked good so far. Also, of course, you need Anthony Davis healthy and ready to go. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, you hardly hear any talk now about Rui Hachimura. Um, remember, he came... He came over from the Wizards, so yeah. So the the Lakers gonna have to hold the fort until LeBron gets back, till D'Angelo Russell gets right. But they're they're under pressure, that's for sure. So we'll see what happens there. Oh, by the way, they also acquired Mo Bamba. Uh, they had to deal Patrick Beverly, so uh, so they deal away two of their point guards there, Russell Westbrook. And Patrick Beverly. So, and let me just say this about Russell Westbrook. No, let me hold off first. Um, when when I start to talk about the buyout people, so 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 that's another deal there. Their in town rivals, the L.A. Clippers, uh, they they load up as well. They get Bones Highland, Eric Gordon. Uh, along with three second-round picks. They get also Mason Plumlee. And they also uh, get Russell Westbrook via the buyout market because Utah, Utah buys him out, and then he goes to the Clippers. So, And in order to get, bon to get Bones Highland, uh, it took a three-way deal, I believe, to get him. Um, Memphis acquires Luke Kennard and then Houston got uh, John John Wall and Danny Green who they ended in up buying out. So John Wall goes back to Houston. Remember he went on that podcast and blasted the Houston organization and a few of their young players so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I don't think he even shows up. You know I think they they basically pay him to stay away so um so that's the way that's gonna go so now la clippers have bones highland eric gordon mason plumley and russell westbrook russell westbrook here let me say this about him he got a bum rap in L in la with the lakers he just did um Le and i don't put it all on Russell Westbrook, I put it on LeBron as well because LeBron had to know you're bringing in a ball-dominant point guard. That means you're going to have to adjust your game in order to accommodate Russ. And he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He tried to do that, but he just didn't do that. So um, I'm, I can point to many players late in their careers who made the adjustment 
to acquiesce to the players around them to accentuate their strengths in order to, you know, win and achieve. And, you know, say what you want about um, Russell, but Russell plays one kind of way. He plays full steam, handling the ball. He's going to make a bunch of turnovers. We know that. He's not going to shoot it the greatest from the field, from especially from deep. Uh, that that's who Russell is. So you bring him in knowing this, and you don't cater to knowing that. So um, you know. So I put that on, you know, the Lakers organization, LeBron as well, because you don't make a deal like this without LeBron signing off to it. So and then you know. And then to have a reporter come out, you know, on on the heels of this and call Russell Westbrook a vampire, that's, that, that's hitting below the belt. And I agree with Russell Westbrook's wife 100% when she came out and, on the attack, protecting her husband. So it's a lot of things you can call a guy. That is, you, you, you kind of hitting below the belt with that. Um, what can you say? Um, R- Russell's a guy who's, you know, he's very much, uh, he'll root for his teammates. He's he's a good teammate. Let, let us not get it twisted. It, they want to create this narrative that he isn't, but he is. And he's a guy who goes into the community and he does all the work in the community. The fans love him, so forth. So uh, let's let's not go there. And I'm I'm kind of secretly rooting for him to do well in with the Clippers. We'll see what happens. It's been rocky so far, but we'll see how it goes once you know everybody gets accustomed to one another and so forth. You but you need those two guys. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to lead the way. They have to lead the way, especially with the new additions coming in. So they have to be leaders and get these guys ready to go. So we'll see what happens there. All right. So those are kind of the big deals. These are deals that kind of flew under the radar, but I feel they're pretty important as well. Josh Hart to the Knicks. Josh Hart to the Knicks. Is like a match made in heaven. Um, he goes to the Knicks coming from Portland in exchange for Cam Reddish. A uh, few other guys who weren't even playing. Um, Ar- Arcidia Kono. And then Mikalik. Um, you know, um, European player there. As, as well as a 2023 first round pick but guys it's top 14 protected so it will translate if if the pick doesn't translate it turns into four second round picks which I'll take any day for what Josh Hart Josh Hart has given them thus far Josh Hart is a Tom Thibodeau type player he's hard nosed he gets in there he gets in guys shorts and he's a perfect fit for that second unit, running with Emmanuel quickly with uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. So you got heart to heart right there. But um, yeah, so he's been a godsend for the Knicks. 
And right now, they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They finished month 9-2. and two, So, uh, yeah. So, definitely uh, a very under-the-radar move that a lot of people poo-pooed. Especially the Cam Reddish uh, lovers who were, you know, among the Nick fans were up in arms over this deal, but uh, they're pretty quiet right now. So <laughs> let's just say that. So nonetheless, Josh Hart, a very outstanding move that can pay off dividends down the road. So uh, kudos to the Knicks and Leon Rose for making that move. Jacob Poulter from the San Antonio Spurs, the center there, going to Toronto for Kim Birch, a protected 2024 first round pick and two future second round picks so uh, this is a deal that flew under radar too and it's actually helping Toronto because they now have a legit center they could put in the middle now you can free up Pascal Siakam to go back to his natural power forward position where he could wreak havoc there so you just gotta get that backcourt uh, up to snuff, uh, you gotta get backcourt playing well. But and actually, they made some additions as well. Um, getting Willie Bart Barton from the Washington Wizards, so uh, so you just brought him in to kind of uh, be a help in that backcourt. So Toronto's making moves, guys. They're making moves. They're among the play-in teams right now, they could be dangerous come playoff times. So this is a move I felt fell under the radar. Another one, Josh Richardson from the Spurs. Spurs making a few moves, guys, and loading up a lot of picks, too. So Josh Richardson going to the New Orleans Pelicans for Devontae Graham and four second-round picks. So, again, San Antonio, listen, they're in the... Vincent Wimbayani, they're in the <laughs> the Vincent Wimbayani business right now. They're trying to load up to get a shot at uh, getting him in the draft. So, but Josh Richardson, a fine addition to that Pelican squad. He's like a Swiss Army knife. He could do a lot of things. He can uh, take the burden off of C.J. McCollum in the backcourt. So fine addition for New Orleans Pelicans but again a team that's playing without Zion Williamson uh, right now Brandon Ingram is getting his legs back under him he's looking good now so New Orleans Pelicans could be a problem come playoff time so very good move here that flew under the radar Thomas Bryan uh, coming from the Lakers another move that the Lakers made uh, since they got Obama now, he's Thomas Bryan is expendable, so they sent him to Denver for Davon Reed and three second-round picks that Lakers receive in return. So uh, Thomas Bryan is a guy who can spell the Joker over there, Nikolai Jokic. So uh, definitely could give him give the Nuggets quality minutes off the bench, and then on the games where you know. Jokic doesn't play. You got a guy you can put in the middle there who could be very serviceable, that's for sure. So uh, that's a move I felt fell on the radar. And they, too, added pieces via the buyout. Reggie Jackson coming in, I think, is a 
outstanding addition there. Uh, he's a guy because he gets he gets bought out from the Clippers, so uh, he's a guy who can spell Jamal Murray over there. So very good addition there. So Denver not standing pat, guys. They're going for it. So uh, these are solid moves here that to me fly under the radar. And then then a last move. Uh, James Wiseman, he he gets uh, dealt to to Denver. Gary Payton II comes back to Golden State to play for the Warriors. He's hurt right now. He'll be back shortly. Uh, uh, Sadiq Bay he goes to Atlanta, and then Kevin Knox and five second round picks going to Portland. Oh, Portland made another move as well. They flipped uh, Siv McKaylick. They flipped him and sent him to Philly in exchange for Matisse Thybul. So, uh, so they kind of get a guy back who plays a lot like Josh Hart um, in Thybul. So, uh, so pretty solid move for Portland there, but. Wiseman, the promising center who was second, uh, picked second in uh, the the draft. Well, draft a few years back. Uh, he's dealt. So, um, so Golden State, pretty much. You know, the handwriting was kind of on the wall when they sent him down to the G League. So, uh, James Wiseman getting a second chance with the Detroit Pistons. So. All right, and then a few uh, buyouts. Kevin Love gets bought out by the Cavaliers. He goes to Miami where he can help in that front court there, kind of ease the burden off of Bam out of Bayou, so we'll see how that fits, fit works. I talked about Russell Westbrook. I talked about Reggie Jackson, Willie Barton as well. Uh, Danny Green gets bought out. He goes back to the team that drafted him, the Cavaliers. So he'll um, so he'll be kind of a help off that bench there. Dwayne Dedman, uh, he gets bought out by Miami. You know the problems he was having with Miami over there. So he gets bought out. He goes to Philly where he can be the uh, the guy behind. Well, he's kind of behind three cent two centers now. And beat and Paul Reed, who's playing well. So, so, uh, so that's your trade deadline moves. That's the second bit of news. Third, we'll talk about the All Star break and all that went on there. Uh, we'll talk about that briefly, if possible. So, All Star weekend. Let's talk about All Star weekend. That's what I meant to say. So, All Star weekend. Uh, we'll go through all the events right quick and then we'll just talk yeah so we'll ride it out Friday I don't talk about the celebrity game no big deal the rising stars challenge and you know they're doing this new format the second year in a row where there's a pool of 28 players uh, seven so, so seven players for each team, and it's picked from a pool of 21. 
NBA players, a combination of rookie and sophomores. And then you have seven players from the G League. So that equates to 28. So so they get drafted and so forth. So and the uh, there was a team Paul for Paul Gasol, team Deron Williams, uh, team Joachim Noah, and then team Jason. Want to say Jason Williams? So uh, yeah, so so that was your four teams there. Team Paul beats team Deron forty to twenty-five. They're led by Jose Alvarado with 13 points and then team Yokim beats team Jason 40 to 32 and Quentin Grimes he leads the way there with 13 points and then in the finals uh Paul team Paul beats team uh Yokim 25 to 20 and that in that game uh Actually, Ben Mafferin leads the way with seven points. Quentin Grimes scores 14 of the 20 points. So, in this in this this series here, Quentin Grimes, 27 points in two games, 10 for 14 from the field, six for 10 from three, and five steals. So, Quentin Grimes of the Knicks really showing out in this in this showcase here, but. Jose Alvarado wins MVP because he hits the clutch three-point basket to put them ahead for good and to win that uh, series there. So, so uh, Rising Stars Challenge, uh, you know, yeah, this is an interesting way to do it. You know, I, I have no beef with that. So, um, you know, it it is what it is. They did it the other way with just... Um, rookies versus sophomores then they did a mix of rookie sophomores then they did US versus world uh, they've toyed around with the, the concept over the years but it seems like this one is a pretty nice one here so I can't I can't knock this uh, process here so uh, and seem like the guys are there playing so that so that's a good thing so so with that said, let's move on to Saturday. Saturday, you got the three contests that take place. The skills challenge, the three-point shootout, and then the dunk contest. So, skills challenge. To me, they've this is one this is the thing that I think they tinker with too much. Now the skills challenge is it used to be singular players now it's done by teams and this is the second year in a row you have a team after Anta Tacombo you got Anta Tacombo and his three brothers but this time uh, Giannis doesn't even compete he sends in Drew Holiday to compete in his place so um, yeah so and then you got Team Jazz consisting of Jordan Clarkson Walker Kessler and Colin Sexton so they compete and then you got team rookies Paulo Pancaro, uh, Jaden Ivey and Jabari Smith so so with that said when when the dust settles uh, the Jazz ends up winning the uh, 
challenge. So, and this is the second year in a row that a team, uh, you know, a group of te actual team members won the challenge. So, uh, last year it was Team Cavs. This year it's Team Jazz. Fitting that, you know, both teams were representatives of the cities where the All-Star game played. So, so kudos there. And I guess they tinkered with this because over the past six years, <laughs> prior to this change in the system, you had big men winning this award that usually went... I mean, winning this contest that usually guards win. Because it's a skill challenge, dribbling, passing, shooting, so forth. So, it used to be guards that dominated this. But in the past six years, it was big men. Uh, well, five of the six years. You had guys like DeMontis Sabonis, Bam out of Bayou, Jason Tatum. You know, he's 6'8", so kind of big there. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, and then... Carl Anthony Towns um, winning this contest as well. So, and the only person to get in between that was Spencer Dinwiddie. So, nonetheless, so uh, I think the skills challenge, I think he, if it were me, I would change it back to the singular players and you take it from there. So, that's just me. Three point shootout. Three point shootout was. To me, I think this has become the marquee event. This has become the marquee event because you got guys there. You know, the three-point shot is so prevalent in the league now. It's really taken uh, the game to another level in terms of scoring. So, uh, these are the participants. It was Therese Hollyburton uh, of the Indiana Pacers, Tyler Hero from the Miami Heat, uh, Holly Burton's teammate, Buddy Heal, he was in it. Kevin Herter, uh, Dame Lillard, uh, Laurie Markadin for the Utah Jazz. Lillard, of course, for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Julius Randle was a last-minute replacement for Anthony Simmons, who you would have had uh, Dame's teammate in it from the Portland Trailblazers. But I guess they want to pay a plane ticket on another guy. So they said, Julius Randle, you got a lot of threes. Come on in the contest. And then Jason Tatum makes up the eight. And then in the final round, you have actually the two teammates from the Pacers, Holly Burton and Heal, in it in the final round. But the winner was Dame Lillard, who ends up winning the three-point contest. And kudos to Dame uh, for doing that so to me again three-point contest to me that's the marquee uh, event in my eyes at least so and then you have the dunk contest the dunk contest we need to rethink it guys we really need to rethink it here uh, here's your participants Kenyon Martin Jr. from the Houston Rockets Jericho Sims of the New York Knicks, Trey Murphy III, the New Orleans Pelicans, and a guy named Mac McClung, he, who, oh, by the way, he was signed uh, <laughs> about four days prior by the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. So he's a 6'2 guy. He only has, uh, no, no, he was signed just prior to, this uh, 
the naming of this event. So he gets included and he, he only played four games in his entire NBA career. He's a G leaguer, basically, and a YouTube sensation because of, you know, his dunking ability. He, he, uh, the kid can leap, he can jump. So, so nonetheless, uh, your judges were Dominique Wilkins, Harold Minor, two guys who've been there, done that, won that. Carl Malone, um, Carl Malone presence at this weekend was troubling, but I digress. Uh, Jamal Crawford, who I can't even remember being a dunker um, in the NBA. I know he can, you know, uh, shake you up off the dribble and lay you up, but uh, dunker, yeah. And Lisa Leslie uh, of the WNBA fame and international and so forth, who has dunked in a WNBA game, so uh, so I guess she has some credibility there. So, nonetheless, so so with that said, I watched the dunk contest. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to do something here, guys. Jericho Sims, I don't know what he was thinking. You and I said it on social media. You got a guy in your locker room who won the contest. You could have got some tips from him. You could have did a bevy of things. You could have, you know, uh, did some dunks and dedicate them to big men like Sean Kemp, like Dwight Howard. Um, but I, I wish I could have saw some more creativity. You know, he's a guy who's very stoic in, in his nature. So um, it would have been nice to see a little more personality in that regard. Um, because you need that to win this contest. So, but you know, I digress. That's just my me being a Nick fan, me ranting in that regard. So, but nonetheless, Matt McClung he wins the contest. So, we need where we we needed a guy from G League who just got signed to save this contest. And you heard all the TNT people raving about him so forth. And, oh, he's a star now, and this and that. And, you know, he'll go right back to the end of the Philadelphia bench. You're not going to see him playing above uh, Tyrese Maxey or anybody like that. Or, you know, uh, De'Anthony Milton. That's that's not happening, guys. So, look, a Shake uh, uh, Milton, I'm sorry. And Shake Milton, he's not playing above these guys. So, forget it. So, we need to find a way to get some bigger name guys in the contest. Whatever incentive you have to use, use it. But um, I think that's a way to save it. Uh, hey, even if you get retired players to, you know, say they're going to put X amount of dollars behind a guy. Whatever you have to do. But it's, this game needs saving. That's should well, this contest needs saving, so I digress. Let's move on to the Sunday game. Sunday's All-Star game in which Team Giannis defeats Team LeBron uh, 184 to, I believe it was 182, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. It was a close game. Um, and in this game, Giannis plays exactly 20 seconds in this game. Because remember, he had the wrist injury coming into this. So, 
He scores on his first basket, pulls himself out the game, doesn't appear in the game again. So, And for Team LeBron, LeBron plays 14 minutes, which is okay. 13 points, he scores in the in 14 minutes. So I, you know, I give LeBron that, you know, he's 38 years old. He wants to save himself for the, for the, you know, playoff run. So, so I, I grant you that even though he ends up getting hurt, but that's another story. But Giannis playing 20 seconds. Come on. Well, what are we doing here? So, so it ends up, I'll tell you top three players for each side. For Team Giannis, it's Jason Tatum, who scores a record 55 points. He does it on 22 of 31 shooting, 10 of 18 from three, with 10 rebounds and six assists for the MVP award. So he gets it. So Donovan Mitchell, 40 points for him. He does it on 15 of 25 shooting, 8 of 17 from three. He has 10 assists, four rebounds, three steals. And Damian Lillard, who actually hits the clinching basket uh, for the for Team Giannis, 26 points. He drops eight threes in this game, four assists, three rebounds, three steals. So, and for Team LeBron, Jalen Brown, who played with a face mask, he it was reports that he may not even play in this game. He ends up playing. So, 35 points, 16 of 27 shooting. He did shoot a poultry 3-for-12 from 3, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. And to me, the highlight of this game was him and Tatum, both teammates going at it. You know, that that I enjoyed. That part of it I enjoyed. Kyrie Irving, 32 points for him. 14-of-21 shooting, 4-of-8 from 3. 15 assists for him in the game, so he was getting people involved. 6 rebounds. And Joel LMB, 32 points, 16, 14 of 16, 14 of 19 from the field, four of eight from three, seven rebounds, four assists. So, uh, a lot of people talk about uh, uh, the European players not really being a factor in this. Guys like Jokic, guys like uh, Luka Doncic not being involved. So, uh, you know, it's an all-star game, so certain guys are going to sh- shine, certain aren't. I'm surprised Luca did as not as well as I thought he would have did in this game, but we need to revamp the all-star game as well, guys. We need to do something. If you want to do USA versus the world, fine. I- I'm okay with that. You know, I know they do it for the charities now, so there's some incentive there. Uh, each of the quarters, you can, you know, win X amount of money for charities and so forth. I get that. But they have to do something where it's really meaningful to guys. Uh, you know, few few guys missed it because of injury. You know, that's going to happen. That's natural. I still say expand it to 15 players. Uh, definitely expand it in that regard especially if you're going to do this USA versus the world sort of thing but yeah so we we got to figure out something to revamp this this game where guys are in there they're playing hard they're caring and we just didn't see that so so that's that bit of news so uh four more items to cover 
Um, you know what? I'll cut it off here. And we'll cover the four items later because I want to go into depth on some of these. So, alright guys, so that is it for this episode. And when I come back to you, we will cover the rest of the items, four more items. So, uh, we'll, we'll deal with that. So, alright guys, so that's it. Uh, again, you can always uh, listen on allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You'll hear it in the outro. Uh, leave reviews there. Leave reviews there. Uh, go on YouTube page. Uh, like the videos. And comment if you like as well. Also on Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on there as well. Alright guys. So that's going to do it for me. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Alright. Take care. So my peeps. If you like what you're listening to. You can go to my website. www allthingsbasketballwithgd.com You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com To support this podcast you can go to my PayPal and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com Also on my anchor page I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So... Once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast and take care and be safe.